Well, good morning. How's the 8.30 service? Great to see you this morning. Let's welcome, while we're clapping, let's welcome those that are watching online with us. So glad that you joined us this morning. We have a great audience here this morning at our 8.30 service. We're up and ready to go, right? We're the overachievers in this group, right? So I need you to listen fast. We got a lot to talk about this morning. We're talking about our continuing our series called Our Best Year Ever. Who wants our, your best year ever? Amen. 19, excuse me, 2019 can be our best year ever. Today we're talking about step two. It's step two out of a five-part process that we are talking about having our best year ever. Last week we talked about believing the possibility and that our beliefs determine our future. They determine how we will go and the steps that we will take because of the beliefs that we have in our heart. Pastor Rodney did an incredible job talking to us about that. Today we're talking about how to complete the past in our lives. Now I, I, said, I told him I'd, I would help him uh, during this series to communicate this series having your best year ever and I thought you know talking about the past no problem I can do that but it has been like a lot for me to take in and talk about completing the past in our life we really don't like to talk about the past a whole lot I don't know about you but it's tough sometimes to look at the past but we can look at it with new eyes and that's what I want to talk to you about today um, as I was growing up we used to take family vacations and I used to love and I looked forward to our family vacations uh, and one of the things that my dad got this great idea to do uh, one year for our family summer vacation was to purchase a motorhome. Now, this was in the 1980s, and I remember very clearly this green 1970-ish GMC motorhome pulling up into our driveway. I was completely embarrassed. Uh, I didn't want anyone to see the big green motorhome. Can anybody remember that back in the day? The RV. All right. Yes. It was so, so embarrassing, this uh, ugly color of green, but it, we, it brought us such great memories into our life, and so we would, we all got up early, and we were ready to roll on our trip, headed to California. We lived in Oklahoma, the heartland, so we could go either way. We would, one year we would go towards Florida, one year we would go towards California. This was our year to go towards California, this huge road trip. And in front of this RV had this huge window that you could see out, and it had two big rear view mirrors, and then in the middle it had this mirror that he could see all the way to the back of the RV and keep his eyes on us. See, there were four girls in the family. I was the oldest. I am the oldest of the four girls. And we had been known to play some tricks on our dad. So we had the best time. We were back in the back of the RV as we took off. And every time we would take off from one place to the next, we would sit on the bed in the back of the RV, which also had a big window that you could see. And you could see the place that you were leaving. Well, we came up with this great idea to get some paper and write some messages on the paper and tape it to the back of the window, if you can imagine where I'm going with this. We would 
would write, honk at our driver, he's crazy. And so we would tape those up in the back of the RV as we're taking off, leaving where we had been. And all of a sudden we're on the freeway and cars are passing, laying on the horn, looking at my dad like he's crazy. And semis were passing, you know, pulling the chain, honking their horns at him. And he's like, what is going on? What is going on? What is this craziness? And he's so distracted and so frustrated. He's like, girls, what is going on? Is there something wrong with our RV? What, what has something happened? Do I have a flat tire? What is going on? And all of a sudden he looks in the rear view mirror and he can see all the way to the back that there are signs taped on the window. And he finally figures out that we had pulled a, a prank on him. But you know what? It's kind of like our situation. As we're walking from 2018 into 2019, there might be some messages that we're carrying with us that are distracting us and keeping us from being focused on the incredible future that God has in store in front of us. And that's what I want to talk to you today about is completing our past, letting go of the past so that we can move forward to our future. And the first way that we do that out of the three things that I'm going to talk about today in completing our past, the first that way that we do that is we review our past. I love what the scripture says in Romans 8:28. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his divine purpose for our life. Aren't you thankful for that? That he's working every detail of our life, even the past, even 2018, which I was looking forward to closing the door to. To be honest with you, I was looking forward to closing the door to 2018, and it's my personality just to close the door and run as fast as I can into 2019 and not even look back, you know, because some, there were some challenges that I didn't like in 2018. There were some things that happened to me that I just didn't care about in 2018, so I just wanted to get to 2019 as fast as I could. But if we're going to complete the past and have the best year ever, we have to review. We have to review and see what happened in 2018 that's going to help me propel into 2019. Before we can take off, we've got to look into the rearview mirror and reflect and see what God has done and what he's taught us. You know, I've heard it said that an experience is not complete until... It is remembered. So we have to review and remember. Um, it's very interesting what um, the U.S. Army has put together this action, after action review. It's a four-step process. And uh, I just wanted to run through it real quickly with you because it might be helpful as you review 2018. I hope you've taken some time, and maybe even this week you can take some time. I don't know about you, but my from Christmas to New Year's was a crazy, crazy busy time instead of being a downtime for me. It was so busy. I'm just now kind of getting the chance to review. But here's some steps that we can take to review. The first one is state what you wanted to happen. So what were your goals? What were the things that you had set out to happen for 2018? 
The second step is acknowledge what actually happened. What went wrong? What went right? The things that were unexpected, the goals that you reached, and the regrets that you might have about 2018. The third step is to learn from the experiences. Lessons or takeaways. We never grow enough to learn, to step away from our past without learning from it. And the fourth thing is to adjust, to adjust our behavior. It's been said that insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. If we didn't get what we wanted out of 2018, then we got to take a look back and make some adjustments and make some changes so that it can be different in 2019. So that is state what you wanted to happen, acknowledge what actually happened, Learn from the experience and adjust your behavior. Lamentations, in the Bible, it tells us in Lamentations 340, let us test and examine our ways and let us turn back to the Lord. We have to test. We have to take a moment and look at where we've been so that we can have a clear direction on what our future will be. Because if we are people who, I've heard it also said that people who do not have a vision for their future always revert back to their past. Isn't it true in our life? If we don't have a vision of where we really truly want to be in 2019, we're just going to repeat our past. Our, our past has a rhyme to it. it. It tends to repeat itself. Does that make sense? We tend to repeat the patterns and the behaviors that we've had in our past if we don't align ourselves with what we want for our future. Psalm 119, 59, and 60. This is the longest uh, chapter in the whole Bible. And they believe it was written by Ezra, the prophet. And it, is, it was written in short segments so that the people could memorize it. They didn't have written uh, copies of the word, so they had to memorize these short segments. So Psalm 119 is a great place to start memorizing some scripture. But it says, I pondered the direction of my life, and I turned to follow your ways. I will hurry without delay to obey your commands. So we ponder the direction of our lives. I'm so looking forward uh, to tomorrow starting our seven days of prayer and fasting. I, I just anticipate it in my spirit. You know, in some ways I, I'm scared, you know, because I don't always like the side of the fasting side of it. It's a little challenging. I went to the grocery store yesterday kind of preparing for the, my Daniel fast for our family. But I love it because it helps me to set aside and ponder my ways and listen to what God has to say to me for 2019. So I encourage you with everything I've got, be a part of seven days in prayer and fasting with us. It starts tomorrow for seven days at 7 p.m. right here at the Conway campus. We're going to gather and we're going to pray for an hour. I encourage you to come and join us. Be a part of it. Press in and, and admit to God what happened in 2018. Lay it before him. Come before him. Lay it before him and ponder his ways and ask him what he has for you in 2019. What are your goals? What are your dreams? What is your vision for 2019? Lay it before him. He tells us that he will give us the desires of our heart as our heart aligns with him. Amen? He hears us when we call upon him. He hears us and he will answer.
So I encourage you, church, join us. Let's gather together and let this be our best year ever. Let's do this. Seven days of prayer and fasting. Make it a top priority in your life. God will hear you and he will answer. I promise you. And the second thing that we do when we're completing our past is we rethink regret. We rethink regret. This week I ran across a video clip that just blew my mind. It's hilarious. I just want to show it to you. What's up, dog? Not much, dog. What's up with you? I'm here to pick up Casey, you know what I'm saying? What's your name, man? Scotty P, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I'm awake and I speak English, so yeah, I do know what you're saying. Hi. Bye. We're gonna go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where do you think you're going? Would you please have a seat? Hey, those are cool tats, man. Oh, for real. Thank you, bro. You yeah. see the cobra? I mean, what is this one? Oh, this? Uh-huh. That's my credo. No regrets. Mm-hmm. You have no regrets? Dad? Nope. Like, not even a single letter? No, no. way. <laughs> not me. Well, I love them. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. You, you know, your worst nightmare that that guy would walk through and want to date your daughter. But truly regret is a matter of perspective in our lives, right? It's the way that we see it. So we've got to rethink what regret is all about. Um, I want to remind you today there's value in regret because regret is a powerful indicator of future opportunity. It is a valuable indicator of future opportunity if we see it with the right perspective in our life. We can see it as regrets as roadblocks that hinder our progress or road signs pointing us to new opportunities. It can be a roadblock or it can be a road sign because we all deal with it in our life. We all deal with regret, whether we want to admit it or not. It's just a matter of our perspective on how we're going to see regret in our life. It can be a negative, but it can be a positive if we use it in the right way. I love what Philippians 1, 6 says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. He is faithful. So no matter what we've gone through, no matter what mistake, misstep that happened in 2018, he can use it and turn it for good because he's working all things for our good and he is faithful to complete it. He will complete what he has started in you. It's a matter of how we're going to view and perceive the regrets in our lives. You know, we've, I personally, in my life, I've met, done many things that I regret. 2018, I've done some things that I regret. And I can get lost in the regret. I can get lost in the pain of the regret, in the thinking through the regret and not letting it go. Or I can use it as something that's going to point me to what God wants to complete and finish in me. I can allow it to hold me back or I can allow it to propel me to the future that he has for me. You know, that might be true of you as well. Maybe you're a parent, and you're in a season where you're just like, what has happened? 
What is going on? What is happening with my child? Why is my child acting this way, no matter how old they are, young to old? We all deal with seasons of regret in our parenting. Maybe you've been pouring into a business this year, and your business is exceeding, but your, your child or your family is lacking. Maybe you have regret for not spending the time that you should have this year with your family. But let it be an indicator for the future. Maybe there's a drug addiction that you're dealing with this year that just crept back up on you. You thought you had it handled and it crept back up on you this year. And it's a regret that you're hanging on to and you're carrying into 2019. Maybe it's just a lack of decision-making that you had this year that has caused you regret that you're facing now into the new year. Pain of relationships that are torn. Pain of the way that you've treated yourself physically this year, this past year, it, and you're regretting it now that you're having to pay the price for it. We can allow those things to hold us back, or we can have a new perspective on regret and allow it to propel us to our future. I specifically have a memory of this past year. I was doing awesome. You know, I was, I was at the gym. I was looking out the window. I was listening to my podcast. I had my faith on. I was pumped. I was ready for the day. It was early, and I was ready to take on whatever God had for me that day. But the problem was, I, when I left the gym, heading to my car, I ran into a person that has brought a lot of pain in my life. And you know what happened? Very quickly, I, be I began to talk to that person in a way that did not represent what my future holds. I talked to that person in a way that did not represent the purpose that God has for my life and the passion that he has put in my heart. I talked to that person in a way that did not represent what God has planned for me. And I regret it. When I stepped away from that moment, like, God, ooh, I was just on the Stairmaster. I was doing awesome. I was claiming the promises of God over my life. And then all of a sudden, I walk into a situation that now I regret. But you know what? God used that situation to turn my heart, to refocus me and get me focused back on him accomplishing his will for my life. I sought out my mentor. I sought out people. I prayed through that situation. I worked hard through that situation for God to speak to me and show me how he could use me, how he could turn that for good in my life so that whenever I face that situation again, I'm ready. I'm prepared. I know that God has a purpose and a plan for the pain in my life. It gives me a platform to understand what other people go through in relationships, the pain that I have felt, the pain of people walking out and leaving. I know what it feels like, and I know what it feels like to not act the way I want to, and now I know what it feels like to ask forgiveness and to move on and walk into the future that God has for me in alignment with his purpose and his will and his plan for my life. And I want to encourage you that you can do the same. No matter what it is, if it's that parenting situation, 
if it's the way you've treated your body this year, if it's that relationship that you've gone through, maybe you've even gone through a divorce this year, God can turn that regret and use it for his glory. That's what his specialty is. He's into redeeming and restoring and renewing our lives. Amen? He is in the business of redeeming our lives and helping us to find freedom in every area of our lives. So we have to rethink our regret. And the third thing that we have to do to complete our past is to remember that gratitude makes the difference in our lives. It makes all the difference in our lives. James 1, 2, and 3 in the Passion Translation says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, I circled these two words, see it. See it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. I am so thankful for that scripture. But it's all kind of based around the way that we see it. Because we will face difficulties. We will face challenges in our lives. But it's the way that we see it. Because God can use all of those difficulties and the challenges in our lives to bring us the greatest joy. Because he's growing us so that we can endure all things and become the men and women of God that he has called us to be. To be the light to this world. To make a difference with our lives, but we have to see it through the eyes of gratitude. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in my life, even though it may have been 2018, one of the toughest years I've ever had. I thank you, Lord Jesus, because you are growing my faith, and you have something great planned for me, for me to go through what I went through. I know that, God, you have a great plan, and you have great things in store for my life. Amen? Amen. We don't take the pain and the difficulties and the painful things in life and know that he's working and he has a purpose. If we choose a, jo a joyful attitude, an attitude of gratitude, something that I've started this year, and I highly encourage you to do it. It's really kind of turned the perspective in the way of my life and the way that I see things. And that is writing down, journaling five things a day that I'm grateful for five things a day, and I try to make them different every day. Sometimes the same things keep coming up and repeating, but five things that you are grateful for every day. Thank you, Lord, for my spouse. Thank you, Lord, for a, a roof above my head. Thank you, Lord, for how you answered prayer in my friend's life, how you turned a situation that looked impossible into a miracle this year. Thank you, Lord, for how you provided for every need. Thank you, Lord, for how you caused me and helped me to get out of debt because I prayed through that situation. And, Lord, you pr provided for every single need down to the T. Thank you. 
you, Lord, for what you have done in my life. Thank you for the victory that I've received by going through the challenges that I went through. Thank you, Lord, for the friendships that I do have. Thank you, Lord, for the breath in my lungs. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. Thank you, Lord, for a future that is so bright. Thank you, Lord, that this will be my best year ever because you're aligning things. You're putting things into place as I seek you with all my heart. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing because gratitude is the attitude that will change everything for us is when we seek him and thank him for what he has done. It determines the actions in our life. Gratitude determines the actions. When I start writing down those things that I'm grateful for every morning, my perspective completely changes. I, I might get up a little worried or concerned. One morning, uh, a few weeks ago, I woke up, I'm like, oh my gosh, is it a nightmare? Uh, some of the things that I've gone through, is it real? The things that I had gone through the night before, is it real? Or it, it, is, it, is it real? But God, thank you that you're still in control. Thank you, Lord, that you have a great plan. And as I start to write it down, it just completely changes the perspective. God, thank you for my child that's seeking after you, God. It hasn't been easy, but God, they're seeking after you. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in my life. We can choose that attitude of gratitude, and it changes everything for us. And we can thank him that when we are weak, that he will be strong. No matter what we face, we can thank him through it. Um, and I just wanted to say, as we just wrap this up, that as we review our past, we're not going to be held down by the things and the ways of the past and our old pattern of thinking. And I'm going to rethink my regrets and use them to propel me to the future I'm going to choose an attitude of gratitude because it's a game changer in my world. It changes everything. It's like new glasses being put on that I can see things with a different perspective when I have and choose gratitude in my life. And I thank you, Lord, that you're going to reduce, renew reclaim the things in my life, restore the things in my life. And Father, I thank you that you're using it all for my good. And one final thing that I want to remind you of. In 2018, you felt like there's some things that you failed. You failed at. I just want to remind you that you are not a failure. You may have failed, but you are not a failure. And I don't want you to bring the messages from the past, the things that may be written across the back window of your life as you look in the rearview mirror, the things that were written, maybe the things that were said about you. I want to remind you that you are not your past and it does not define you. You are what God says you are. He says that you are valuable, that you are capable that you are lovable and that you are forgivable. And he has paid the price so that we might walk in freedom and he has given us the greatest gift of life and that is the forgiveness of our sin so that we can walk in newness in life. The Bible says, behold, I am making all things new. 
if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, the new has come. And I just declare that over your life today. No matter what 2018 looked like, it may have been the greatest year of your life, but for some, it may have been the most challenging. God is doing a new thing. As we review and we look back and we remember our regrets, let's think of them through the eyes of Christ and have an attitude of gratitude knowing, God, you are making things new, and I trust you, Father, that you are causing me to grow and endure all things so that I might be the person that you call me to be, to be a light to the world and make a difference with my life. Come on, let's pray together.